Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the MCU crew. My voice is back. We're good. I'm 90%, unless I'm not. I might lose my voice randomly in the show. Who knows? Who could say? Jesse, what are you drinking? Coffee in my mug that says, I am esports. Well, if, I mean, if I had to really <clears throat> distill what Jesse Cox is, it's esports, right? It's got a, it's got a, it's got a headset that has cat ears on it. That's the most esports thing I can think of. Jesse have homemade coffee that he didn't order from Starbucks with his exorbitant Starbucks orders, as we've seen trending on Twitter, door dashing coffees to himself constantly. I, Jesse, what makes you think? What makes you think? What makes you think I won't do that later? What makes you think I won't do that later? I just remember this being an area of great speculation. What? The why amount. Bronze, why, why are you talking? Bronze, what's the, what's the voice? Bronze, bronze, what Bronze doesn't understand is that I'm fully embracing. You know how like people go online and like, tweet out their new sports car? Yeah. It's like me, except with $5 coffees. <laughs> I'm like the sports car guy with $5 coffees. Yeah, that's me. I'm embracing it now. Also, I'm eSports. Do you drink your coffee black, Jesse? This is black, yes. Oh, ooh. Bronze. We have drink we had this conversation? the same way, Jesse. Oh, I don't know if we have. Yeah, I drink. I take no cream, no sugar. I see. Yeah. Now, if I get like a latte, I expect it to be a latte. You know, like coffee's coffee, yeah. latte, latte, cappuccino, cappuccino. I like, like you, know, you a latte. Man. Even though you're part of the bourgeoisie, because well. you order too much Starbucks. When it comes time for me to be decapitated, I hope you're the one. I hope you're the one to to pull the guillotine on me. Frankly, we're decapitated. That's how you're like, going, Jesse. You've decided you're not going. Oh yeah. When when the revolution comes, I'll look up at Bronze and be like, "I'm glad it was you." And then <laughs> Bronze would be on the opposing right side off. of the revolution. That's con- yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. My head will just get into the basket, and then a bunch of people would cheer, and then they'll sing <laughs> Les Mis or something. I don't know. Something will happen. Yeah. <laughs> That makes Why sense. Was it like this? I don't know. The like, can you hear the people singing? I'll be like, a head, a head rolling. Yeah. Like it was all right. I had a good life. I got. I a think, bunch of $5 I think your copies. head though would be like the first Futurama head in a jar. Like you'd be, be the test subject. I'll be all right with go. that. Bronze, do you have Chloe's glasses? What's going on here? Is this a fashion statement? Who is Chloe? Yes. No, I can't get it off. What? I tried acetone. It won't come off. Thankfully, it's not in my eye line. Yeah, I have uh, my glasses have stuff on it, too. I have little like they're little yeah. actually like circles on my glasses that are you think I'd be like, oh, but no, it's fine. But hers says it's Chloe cl- on it. Jesse, what are we talking? Yours. I got glasses back there that say Ray-Ban and then it says something else on it, too. Like it'd be like that. But they put it out of your line of sight. So like you're fine. It's, you know what? That, it, welcome to the world of glasses, man. I guess. They're, yeah, maybe I'm just a boring old person with unfashionable up glasses. Out. I mean, I could have told you that. Yeah. I am eSports. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, it's a big week for Marvel. We got a big movie coming out on uh, the Fridays. We've also got episode six. I think this might be the biggest week for Marvel in a pretty long time. Wait, did we... When Spider-Man was coming out, was Hawkeye also in in finale territory? 
Was that a thing? Yes. Hawkeye had. Okay. They're very good at the Hawkeye was. Um, Maybe I didn't think it was left. that big because I wasn't super into it. Like, I don't know. It, this feels like a bigger week. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I think pre-sales are uh, going crazy right now for Doctor Strange. Last I saw was like 47 million in uh, in pre-sales. So it's doing well. It'll probably have a crazy opening weekend. Uh, I will also say that spoilers are out there. Uh, real ones, not the ones that Disney's been putting out. Because they also have straight up said, yeah, everything's in this fucking episode. Uh, or in this movie. We, uh, here's all the stuff. Here's a billion previews and yep. teasers and... All this, which really makes me wonder what what is in that movie. Uh, if we're seeing the first like thirty minutes, if this is like a dream that Strange has or some shit, where he just sees all this craziness happen and then it goes back to normal. I don't know. I don't know. But stay well, off the social media. The so are I out there. will say that um, I'm not going to spoil the scene, but there's a scene that I okay. I think Disney put out there. I have no clue, but it straight up is like the scene involving. The guy who is not Shuma. And they just, I don't know if they put out enough clips, but I I saw a a thing on YouTube that was like the image of not Shuma. And I was like, what the hell is this? Clicked it. It was multiple clearly press clips stitched together that I'm going to assume is 90% of the scene. I watched that entire scene happen. And here's all I'm going to say. I hope this was like beta footage because either Sam Raimi loves bad CGI or there was a lot of bad C like there was um oh what's her face ja- star jacket whatever her name is my brain just died America Chavez um, yes America Chavez there's scenes of her like running and it like is a girl on a green screen I'm like hold up that's that's not good looking. So I'm hoping this was like very very early footage that they haven't like color corrected and stuff. Because it's like her running, and then like there's shit going on in the background, and it is not the same thing. It is like background her. You're like, dude, that is Jesse Cox level green screen. That that shouldn't be in a movie. Yeah. And then there's like an explosion scene and her running and there's like a visual blur added to her that's like, nope, that's a girl running in a green screen room. <laughs> You're like, nope, nope, not a fan of this. I so, wonder if those are just trailer edits. Maybe, maybe, but they're clearly it's clearly scenes because one of them doesn't even contain Doctor Strange. Mm. So like, but it's all part of the same scene and then they keep stitching it together. And some guy, I guess, took all the clips and made one long clip. And so I got sucked into watching it. It's like three or four minutes long. And I was like, that's not the greatest footage I've ever seen. It reminds me of when we saw the trailer. Um, and there's the one scene where America Chavez is like jumping from above. Uh-huh. And that scene in the trailer kind of looked janky CG too. And I was like, here's the thing. Remy has this like, he does this. Like, I think on purpose. I don't know. He has bad it's green a lot screen. Of the, yeah, bad he, CGI. Go back and look at his movies. They, there's like this weird CGI quality to it that I think he does for camp purposes. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want camp, bro. I want like, I want to sit there and be like, oh, man, that's amazing. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm going crazy. Just saying, go look at it. It's wild. It's wild. Look, actually, or don't. Don't spoil yourself. 
yeah it might it might still make its way into the final cut we'll see um yeah. i don't know i this is a a rare occurrence for me i don't know when the red carpet is is it tonight what, what, what when when i gotta watch the twitter red carpet it's tonight very according weird, to my chat very account. weird thing from you where you're like i don't know i don't know i, yeah, I, I was out of the loop I'll, i guess aren't I'll have you to tune john in. john red carpetman that's Isn't me this like a thing you do <laughs> yeah yeah oh wait john the red. met gala carpet is tonight well shit i'm gonna have to be i gotta go to a dinner too so i guess the that's met good. I'm just gala gonna... red carpet is the thing you do this is oh yes Je- jesse come on i gotta i JP. mean it's incredible JP. have you seen those outfits buddy, buddy. it's incredible buddy my man Wait, so they're no, doing that's... they're doing the the multiverse of madness red carpet at the same time as the Met Gala. That seems not smart. Seems like dividing your audience. Man. It does. I know. Yeah, there's it's, there's so many Marvel heads that watch the Met Gala. Like, what are they doing? Can I tell you? I uh, uh, <laughs> just speaking of the Met Gala, uh-huh. just this weekend saw an article about like Anna DeWinter rates the met gala yeah. and and it's like this thing where they go through every met gala for the last like 20 years and right. rate the best of and worst of here's the thing i didn't i don't know anything about the met gala i didn't realize that every year there's a theme almost every year there's a theme a soft theme and yeah. sometimes hilariously oh well the ratings were based on the theme but oh. they nailed the theme they got like they were the one if they screwed it up the the it's hilarious to me that sometimes the themes are like strength of women and then other times the themes are like in a modern world where darkness has encompassed all the bright light of innuendo is the one truth that we speak of which we exist and i'm like the f- what that sounds like i just want to know how they come up with these themes i want to know like well like, here, they all get in a room and they turn off the air and then everyone farts and they just sit there and smell them and then they come right, up right, with right. those descriptions yeah well that would explain why some are like this year's theme is knight in armor. And that's like the next year's theme is truth. Yeah. The incomparable meaning of existence. When darkness surrounds us in the whole of our being, the void with which we stare. And you're like, what is, what? How would anyone, how would you dress for, how would you dress for that? What is the, that's the age of They're like, question, well, this person Jesse didn't nail Cox. it. I'm like, nail what? <laughs> Staring into the void? It makes no sense. Yeah. No, I'm all right. Bronze, are you a gala watcher? Are you? A, you don't watch any no. Carpets? Okay, Bronze is out of. of I watch. Life. I watch Drag Race. Okay, and those bitches on the Met That's... Gala carpet are never gonna stack up to those queens. All right, I time see out, the time out, time out. See what out, Met Gala's grow time up time to out, become. Time out, time out. Zendaya in that armor was that, fire. I mean, that was was fire. That was was uh, fire. Go one, look it up, one Bronze. For the tell ages. me. Tell me, I would follow her into battle dress yeah. like that i'd be like wherever you lead yeah i'm re- pull your sword from the sheath and lead me to are battle. you a diabetes stan oh my god that i want you... i want like oh you're saying zendaya yeah yeah what you, oh what'd you think i thought you were talking about diabetti uh the queen from the current season of drag race oh this is a drag race thing okay yeah no please <laughs> Talking about old Zen. Okay. There's old people Z. in chat that I'm sure are my demographic. Yeah. Don't let me down. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll come back next week. We'll have the hot takes on uh, the Met Gala. 
and uh, and the Doctor Strange. Any big predictions for Doctor Strange? I mean, this is a movie where anything. I really feel like this movie is going to be the where anything or anything where can anything happen. can happen. Like that's that's what I'm going. The the spoilers that Marvel has put out and the handful of leaks. This I I really think all this shit is like the first thirty minutes. And then the rest of that movie is absolutely insane with uh, with what's in there, but I don't I don't know I really don't I don't know where where we're doing. Uh, Bronze, you you have said uh, this whole time that Wanda's not the big bad that there's another big no. bad behind the scenes. I think they're going to have a big bad that they resolve, and that this arc of Wanda's story will be resolved because last we saw they try to it seems like they try to like. Like, I don't want to say recap, but mm-hmm. in circle stuff that happened in the shows. Right. So I feel like they're going to talk about that and put a pin in that so they can move forward from it. Even though WandaVision had one of the worst lines I've ever seen in any TV show, which is, they'll Whoa. never know what you sacrificed for them. At the end of like, that was her redemption in the show is that apparently I'm she glad. sacrificed. I thought you were going to say, what is love kid. if not? Uh, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say that too. Yeah. Honest to God. I, I, I thought that's what that's I was well, like. No, because that shit freaking sent me. I'm not going to get back into it, but she basically almost tried to kill this poor black woman just for approaching her. Like, this is a gated community. <laughs> Sent her through like 30 things. She didn't know she was going to become Spectrum. For all, ne- for all she knew, Monica Rambeau was going to get turned into cosmic putty. Sure. And they had had these parallel experiences except one of them processed them in a healthy way and the other person enslaved an entire town of people that did nothing to her that's true and carried around their bodies like creepy marionettes also and i just thought you know at the end monica rambeau's line would be something more than they'll never know what you sacrifice for them i was like what did you sacrifice she's in this movie so we get to see more of her yeah but I think they're going to try to encompass all of that wonderful storytelling in Strange. But I feel like there has to be a villain they actually defeat. Because mm. we haven't had that happen yet. I don't think this fight's going to end with with her, you know, being like, oh, never mind, I'm not bad anymore. And I yeah. don't think it's going to end with her dying, which means they're probably going to unite against a third entity. That's my That's my bet. Could be. We also know that, uh, well, go, go ahead, Jesse. No, I'll just say there's, I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I, there's, I would wager that it, you know, based on what we know so far, it's either going to be something with the Illuminati or something with. I don't think the Illuminati's uh, bad. I just think they're a okay. governing body that, like, does some okay. shit. Okay. And then he's just going to be like, uh, oh, that's cool. I'm letting you know, I'm letting you know that the Marvel of comics is always upended by the movies. Well, I, I so think the Illuminati is mean, good in the comics. Those guys is evil. It depends on how you phrase bad, right? They're going to be like the, the gray bad. They're going to go against Dr. Strange, which if that, if you're a fan of Dr. Strange or you're rooting for Dr. Strange, then yeah, they're bad. But they're going for like the. I'm gonna the, go see the Doctor Strange movie to be like f that guy. I hope he finally gets what he deserves. Well, no, they're they're going for like, they're going for the correct path the wrong way, if that makes sense. Maybe I mean we don't know even what I the plan think. is in this film. Yeah, we don't know what this is. 
Uh, there could be even evil Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Evil, Strange Man. We know that to um, be true. That's in the trailers. The uh, <laughs> the Zombie Strange. There's so mu- so many possible things. Um, in the end, it could be one of those things where it's like, the bad guy, man, was himself. Like, who knows what this is going to be? <laughs> yeah, I, I like, don't we know. don't know what's about to happen here. I really don't. I will say um, required viewing, if you have not watched it already, What If? Definitely watch What If? That's in the show uh, a billion times over. Uh, multiple characters from What If are in there. Uh, obviously, WandaVision, very important. Um, I wonder if we'll see anything from the TVA, from, from Loki. Like, I wonder if they're going to pop up at all. This seems more multiverse-related and less, like, time-related. Sure, sure. So, I don't know if we'll see that. Um and yeah, I, I I agree with Bronze. I think Wanda will be bad for a portion of it, but I don't think that she's the big bad. And I don't know who is the big bad. I mean, I imagine she'll come to help at some point where it's like we have to deal with Wanda's tragedy and so like basically something is causing Wanda to see her kids right mm, yeah and whatever that is that is the thing that's manipulating her and then her being like the 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 you're correct about the illuminati their job is like we are keeping it's, it's very clear that in one of the scenes in a trailer wanda is being held captive or a wanda like yeah some wanda is held captive so they're just like yo we should really not deal with wanda's wanda's in in uh was it well i think there's only one wanda though because isn't she a nexus uh nexus being isn't that the the thing with with nexus beings there's only one isn't i don't i'm trying that's what i was trying to think of i don't know if a nexus being means there's only one of them i thought a nexus being meant that no matter what they always follow the same path in every universe or every multiverse, they're the same. But I could be wrong. But I seem to recall that, because I was just about to say before you said that, that in Loki we learned um, that there, there are certain people that no matter what they have, like, this is the trajectory of their existence. And I thought, and I thought that that's what it meant. Like a Nexus person always did the same thing no matter what. So if there's a Wanda in one universe, she's going to be just as... She's going to have just as much trauma as the Wanda of another universe. And and no matter what, that's what's going to happen. They're going to end up going that direction. And so the Illuminati's like, Wanda is going to destroy the universe, bro. And so they are just like, lock her up. And so maybe that's what they're Might doing be. here too. They're, yeah, so the Marvel database says Nexus being a rare individual entities with the ability to affect probability and thus the future, thereby altering the flow of the universal time stream. These beings, each referred to as a nexus, act as keystones of the multiverse and are crucial to its ultimate coherence and stability. So I guess they basically have a predestined path no matter what. They're like a, right. a site, a set, a guide stone. Uh, for right, but, I, but I think the idea is that no matter what that predestined path, no matter who they are, in whatever universe they're in, it's that path. Yeah. So like JP in Earth 2 is still doing this show but it could be with like 
that brain girl and Johnny Crux. Yep. Everyone knows that. But it would still be in me, JP. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So we'll see. I don't I don't know what I wonder if you even approach the idea of a a Nexus being if that gets brought up, if that's in the show. Um who knows? Do you think we see do you think we see big characters in the Marvel universe that have not been introduced into the MCU yet? Like a uh what am I trying to say? Like a Fantastic Four leader, Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Do you think we see anything like that? I don't um <clears throat> I don't think so. Mostly because they won. Didn't they just have someone leave Fantastic Four as director? John Watts left. Yeah, the the director left, but he he left because he's he wants a vacation. Sure, sure. And two, he needs a uh, break. They just had their. Uh, I guess they're doing it right now. They're big, like we're planning the next ten years of Marvel. Yeah, they've got the retreat for Phase Five. So I I don't think they drop it that early. Well, I'm I not think saying it's like us... it's, I'm not saying it's the Reed Richards. R- no, no, just he, a I, Reed I think... Richards. I don't think we're going to get that. I don't think we're going to have a... I'm gonna think, I think the Illuminati is going to be alternate reality versions of people we already know. So fans of the movies that are only fans of these movies can be like, oh, there is, you know, Agent Carter. And, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm. Rather than like, <clears throat> who the hell is this dude that we don't know because I'm 13 and I've never heard of Fantastic Four before. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. I do think we see Professor X, though. I mean, he was in the fucking oh, trailer. 100% for sure. I think he's part of the that's Illuminati. That's like iconic. Yeah. Yeah, that's an iconic role. They'll put that in there just to mess with everyone yeah. and as like a gateway to mutants. And like, of course, completely agree there. I just think that like, you know, you could be like, oh, yeah, the guy from Nip Tuck who was Reed Richards. That's the only one that people would be like, okay. And those movies were 20 years ago. So, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Bronze, any any uh, predictions, hot takes, anything else on the old multiverse of madness? No. When are you no. going to go see it, Bronze? When are you going to go? When are you going to go watch this movie? Well, guess see it by Saturday evening. Yeah, <laughs> that's the camera. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find an unpopular showing. Ooh, you haven't got tickets yet. Might have to go out no, to the I usually i I don't usually have to get them early. Okay. Me either. I don't know what's going on. Really, um, JP? Yeah. yeah. What? I've, I, I've, I, I as, don't typically have to get them early. Wow. Yeah, as that's we were just talking, I went to go look on uh, line to see what the tickets were, and plenty of tickets. Really? Yeah. Mine are always There's sold also out. Twelve. 12 million movie theaters in LA. So I'm not like that's true. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a little surplus. I have a lot of options. Yeah. That's For cool. me, it's like, which fancy theater do I want to go to? You know, it's like, oh, this one's kind of busy. <laughs> For me, we'll it's like, one. man, we've got one fancy theater. One. I'm just one. happy I'm getting over this sinus infection because it's like, that's good. Do you imagine sitting in a movie theater, like sneezing like this, giving yeah. everyone anxiety? I would. Holding up your negative COVID up. test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would get up and like stare you down. Yeah. You. While go. waving my negative COVID test, <laughs> <laughs> you could have bought that anywhere. 
Yeah. Scary. Scary out there. Uh, by the way, not related to Marvel, just real quick. Jesse, I went and saw uh, the massive weight of... Uh, Wait, hold on. Yes. No, it's yeah, like this. Yeah, go on. It's like this. You do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, fantastic love that film. movie. Fantastic love movie. It. Yeah. Go see Loved it if you it. have it. I, you dude, my Nick theater was weird, by the way. We had like two millennials that sat right behind me that were like probably high laughing at everything right just non-stop laughter and then the rest of the theater was and it was really weird was filled with like 70 plus year olds who like when had did a you hard... see it though when did you see it i saw it at seven o'clock on saturday night <laughs> that's wild dude that's so it crazy. was weird as shit it was the it was a very weird experience because there was like with, uh... 30 to 40 70 plus year olds like, they must have all came on the same bus or some shit. Uh, <laughs> like, the millennials behind me. It was wild viewing. I went viewing. and saw it with, uh, with uh, our, our, our chum, Steven, who is now in the United States. Yeah. And uh, I, and then a bunch of friends from the old Warp Zone. Mm-hmm. And the theater was, lots of people were there. And the people directly behind us were, I think, Polish? I'm not sure. And they were, okay. like, laughing and like hooting and hollering it was a great time all i'm gonna say is uh imagine a movie where nick cage goes full nick cage but like for the goof yeah and pedro pascal is pedro pascal genuinely is a comedic incredible. genius yeah like so funny it's uh, yeah, it a really then, good movie yeah yeah it uh was very good and i honestly cannot recommend it enough so, do you watch uh Pad- paddington too did you watch that? I'm not going to lie. I, might, I, I ended, need to watch it. We all went and watched Paddington 2. I need to watch it still. <laughs> yeah. I need to watch that. I, we all were like, no. Because I have I have had in my mind a theory that Paddington 2 is the greatest con the world's ever played on anyone. Because everyone says Paddington 2 is an amazing film. Everyone. It's like Paddington 2 is so good, bro. It'll change your life. I'm like, that's a lie. There's no way <laughs> that Paddington 2 is a life-changing movie. There's no way. And I'm going to let you know. I will not tell you what happened after I watched the movie. I'm not going to tell you. Go, okay. go watch Paddington 2. See, if, see, see if they're lying or telling the truth. I need to see it. Anyways, let's jump into a little bit of news. There's really not much. Jesse already kind of mentioned the big news. John Watts is out of the Fantastic Four movie. He wants a break. He's tired. He's done a lot of um, movies in the superhero world. I think he wants to get out of that world for a while. So he's out. Yep. Uh, he's stepping away from the project entirely. They don't have any idea who's going to uh, fill the role or fill the void. But uh, I think that it'll be fine. It's the first movie in, in the series. They can kind of figure out whatever director they want to be the voice uh, or, or the, the look and the feel of that movie. Um, and to be honest... I think having more directors in the MCU is better. I think if everything is John Wattsified, you kind of get the same thing over and over. So I'm all for it. I just hope they get a uh, a cool director, a fun director for that. I don't really know if I have anyone in mind that would like. Yeah, like I don't know what thing. I want like, from a Fantastic you... Four movie, to be honest. Exactly. How do you nail that? Yeah. Because Fantastic Four, I'm going to let you know, <clears throat> there's two iterations, and neither of them have done it correctly. Yeah. The The, the old one was fun. But it wasn't right. It was. I mean, it was literally. There was a scene. Let me remind everyone. 
in the uh, original Fantastic Four movie. Well, not the original, but the one from the early 2000s. Alba? Is this the one Jessica with Alba? Alba yeah. has, a, has a scene where she gets her invisible powers and ends up naked on the streets of New York, uh-huh. uh, stripping her clothes off so people can't find her, uh-huh. and then her powers fizzle out, and then she's just naked on the streets of New York. And that was a scene that uh, was in that movie. So there you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the second one, they made uh, they made Galactus uh, purple mist. A cloud, yeah, they made him a cloud, a purple cloud. His cloud. Galactus was a cloud, so that was pretty shit. Um, it turned yeah. uh, turned him into a really bad. Fight. But Johnny Storm was amazing. Both movies, great. Was Johnny Storm in this? Who was Johnny Storm in the second one? The same guy. It was. Uh, it was. It was. Oh, I'm uh, thinking of the third reboot. There's a third film. You know that, right? Of it's a second reboot of the Fantastic Four. No, it's yeah, it's the most recent one that they yeah. did. That was that was uh, like all over the place. Yeah. But the newest one was Michael B. Jordan. Yes. The old one was Chris Evans. Was, uh, was yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah. 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 And he was great. He was great in that. Here's the thing. I haven't. I couldn't bring myself to watch the new one. The trailer looks so bad. I was like, Here's, no. It's you know what's really weird. I've seen it like four times. The newest one? The newest one, yeah. It comes on with the, uh, the FX. With, the, with drummer guy? Yeah. Drummer, it, <laughs> drummer it, guy and Michael B. Jordan? It comes up uh, on the FX network a lot. And I always just mm. like, oh, I guess I'll watch this shit show. It's really no, bad. All right. It's it's real fucking bad. Uh, I, I don't suggest you watch it. but Time um, out. Time out. Chad is, is Doom a hacker in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's terrible. Well, Doom, that Doom is like a that hacker, sucks. but he's, I mean, he's also like a, uh, you know, he's a brilliant scientist, just like Reed is. No, that sucks. That still sucks. And, uh, that still sucks. He, uh, Doom he gets is stuck, a hacker. He gets stuck on the planet, <laughs> and then they go there to, like, uh, you know, help him out. It, look, it's fucking bad. Okay. It's a bad Doom movie. Don't watch it. Doom is a hacker, it. bro. He's like he's like a blogger. I wouldn't say he's a hack. I mean, he's like a hacker adjacent dude. You know what? It's fine because currently in the MCU, Doctor Doom sells cupcakes. So there at least go. according to everyone else, everyone's telling yeah. me those are Doctor Doom cupcakes. So the old Von Doom know, cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> the Von Doom Cupcake Corporation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't know who directs that. I know they have a fucking hard uh, task. Whoever does, because yeah. if they're telling the the classic tale. As it were, you've got a a dude who's on a surfboard that's uh, all silvered up, and you've got no a, way they're doing silver surfer a, out the gate. I, well, who who's in the first? Who's the bad guy for the first Fantastic Four movie? Kang? Doctor Doom. It has to be. Uh, I'll, uh, <coughs> I think if they do Doom, Doctor, he has they're going to gonna introduce Doctor Doom. He has to get his own movie. Doctor if Doom, they do Doom, for sure. They're going to introduce Doctor Doom. And then phase five will have more Doctor Doom because in the end, what we're gonna discover is that we're not we're not beating Kang at the end of, of this phase. No, not Kang at all. is the next long term villain. Yeah. So we're gonna end like the next phase is going to straight up involve like imagine a world in which Doctor Doom is like, Well, Richards, you dumb bitch. Looks like you need my help to defeat the future version of your great 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 grandson. Like I want look. This is what I want. You want Doom to be an anti-hero? This is only this only relates to JP. I'm sorry, Bronze. Oh. Uh, you haven't this unfortunately a, played one of the greatest f- games of all time. It's a first. This is, 
This is a, yeah, this is only a JP. This is a Final Fantasy thing. Doom and Reed Richards need to be the Sid and Nero of of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that makes a lot. I of want sense. that like. I want a little bit of sexual tension. I want them to be like competitors in the world of like science, but also like, were they friends? No, those those two definitely like had a thing in college. That you makes know what sense. I mean? Like, I want like a, I want them to be like, you dumb bitch. Come on, let's go. We've got an adventure to go on. And he's like, I hate you. And he's like, No, I hate you even more. Let's go. And I want them to be like, these two like have a thing a few years back. Is that that's what I want? I want that in my marvel it's not a bad idea it's a a very good idea i look casting is is so crazy uh to consider for whatever the fantastic four universe uh looks like so i I don't know what that that's gonna be a shocker when they start casting fantastic four folk uh plus doom plus you know everyone else dr doom is Doctor Doom is at his best when he is the Vegeta of Marvel. Yeah. He is like, look, I'm a bad dude, but I'm on your side. And yeah. I've also kind of got like some good stuff going for me. Like that kind of stuff. But then in the background, you're like, oh, he's going to betray everyone, though. I can't wait. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I want that. Like, again, it's Sid and Nero. I want like, I'm on your side. But when the time comes, I'll burn this world to the ground. You're like here for it yeah that's what i want i want that sure sure makes sense uh we'll see we'll see who the new director is i'm sure we'll figure that out in the or i'm sure marvel will figure that out uh in the next couple of months and let us know there's not really that much other news everyone's getting out of the way the uh the multiverse of madness this week uh benedict cumberbatch came out and said that he has no plans to stop playing doctor strange in the mcu he's gonna stick around for a while which is good I don't know if they could fill, uh, you know, fill that void. I think he's a, a perfect strange. Uh, it, it's kind of like Iron Man casting where they nailed that the first time around. Agreed. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and what else is there? I don't think. Got Tom Hiddleston talking about being in Thor 4. His response was, I'm not even doing an Andrew Garfield. I just don't know. I don't know how you don't know. <laughs> they're either in that or I'm not, not even that. doing it probably films so much like weird Extra. stuff that ends up gets you getting used or not getting used who knows honestly yeah like um what's her face lady from goop Gwyneth paltrow oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she has an interview where she insists she's not in spider-man like right up and she down her like, yeah, she doesn't remember anything like wearing up and down she's not in spider-man that she was in this other one it's like i'm pretty sure for them like they they end up shooting so many little cameos and little bits here and there like i don't know he might not be lying he might legit not know if he's in it or not he might be like was that a doctor strange cameo i did or spider-man cameo i did yeah. or did i do a cameo in moon Knight? or you know what i don't even know was it eternals i don't know it was one of them. I'm in one of them. I don't know if they're even going to use it, though. Who knows? And then that's the other part. We don't know what they filmed that they don't end up using. Right. True. <clears throat> yeah. That point. happens all the time, too. So he might film stuff that never came up. And so now he's like, well, I don't know if any of this is ever going to come up. Yeah. 
makes lot yeah, of there's sense. Definitely, Good point. There's definitely, uh, Bronze, you're absolutely right in that a lot of the time we will see the different actors show up in movies. But, like, you know, when it comes to Gwyneth Paltrow, she's in a scene with Robert Downey Jr., and that could be Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't know. Yeah. She didn't hang out with Peter Parker. So, that yeah, you're absolutely right. That could just be, like, bro, I don't know. Yeah. And, like, who knows if they even use that cameo or where they're going to use it. Because mm-hmm. we don't know when they filmed that because this stuff is planned out so far in advance. They could have filmed that while they had them for an Iron Man movie. So she's, like, but then they use the footage in a Spider-Man movie and she's not into the lore enough to care or to check or to <laughs> ask, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, and then the last bit, not news, but this past week was the three-year anniversary of Endgame coming out. If you want to feel old, that happened three years ago. <laughs> That's real long Everything, Everything that happened three years ago is just an avoid. Oh, yeah. I consistently talk about 2019 like it was yesterday because yep. the last two years, frankly, do not count. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, they, they don't. don't. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Don't they, don't they don't count. Yeah. Little last strange. two birthdays don't count. If you're like, yeah. oh, I haven't I haven't dated someone in three years. Don't worry. Guess what? Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't matter. A little strange. Yeah. You're all right. Don't worry. You clean slate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that. Let's move in to the I've got some news. Oh, you've got news? What's the news? Well, it's kind of just a really cool factoid that was uh, put on my radar. Let's my hear good it. friend, Alvin. Uh, so since we're getting into Moon Knight, okay. and we're talking about that, relevant to that. Moon Knight, we've all been talking about how great Oscar Isaac is at playing these two roles. Uh-huh. Did you know it's his baby brother? Yep. He's playing, that's playing the other role. And uh, to the point that they actually put prosthetics on his face. Um, they got into the same amount of shape. You actually are seeing him in some scenes and a he's lot not, of uh, behind the shoulder shots. He's not doing the he's voice actually, work, though, right? He's just being um, a stand-in? No, he's not doing the voice work, but he is doing a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah. He, got, he got in the same shape that Oscar Isaac did. In some places, it really is like him in the scene. And they're shooting like behind his shoulder. And sure. in other scenes, even where Oscar Isaac is um, talking to seemingly no one because it's a reflection, in an in-ear, he's still actually acting with his brother. And his brother learned both of the parts. He mm. learned the Mark Spector part and the Stephen Grant part. And he took vocal and dialect lessons to get the Stephen Grant di- uh, accent down. So that, like, so I think, like, before we get into this episode and talk about how great Oscar Isaac is doing can't ignore that his brother is like actually a really big part of that yeah. because like they've been acting scene partners in the entire in, in in every episode um i didn't know the extent of it i knew he was a stand-in but i didn't realize like they were putting him in full makeup and like um like just a, how much of a part of every scene he was because he is in like every scene and a lot of times they shoot it both ways and a lot of the good jokes that were improvised from the first few episodes are actually his jokes. So that's how much he was a part of the collaborative process. Um, yeah, there's an interview. I, I can I can link it off to JP if you guys want the you guys want the link. There was um, sure. it's on it's on Marvel's website, but um, it's just really interesting because he goes into talking about like how he would sit with Oscar Isaac like in the in the in the trailer and they would workshop like how they're going to do a scene 
Um, and I just, I had no clue he was involved to that extent where this role might not be what it is if he wasn't, if he wasn't there behind the scenes, like kind of being that perfect acting partner. Yeah. I mean, he, it definitely helps, right? Uh, it, it makes all the difference. I mentioned to you guys on Twitter DM where, uh, I felt like I was watching this entire episode was insane because it was basically Oscar Isaac on camera with himself, but it was actually his brother. Turns out at a certain, at a certain point, what's beautiful about this episode besides the episode itself is that at a certain point, it really is just him talking to himself. You don't sit there and think about it. Like none of that crosses your mind. it. It is. He's so good. At, at, at the switch off between the two and they've set it up so well again uh i just need to say this before we continue um the last three episodes uh-huh are exactly what this show should have been compared to the first two episodes that's yeah first two I episodes mean, are uh... like the marvelized version of uh, moon knight and then this last are like what it should have been from the moment from like moment one just like what that's all it's been great i've been so happy but the marketing aspect the marketing brain is like people are already falling the fuck off because this show's quote too weird like i've I've seen that like oh that show's so i i don't know what's happening in that show uh multiple times from just like normal uh you know everyday marvel fans uh or not even marvel fans just people that you know have seen a Marvel thing before. Well, they're missing out because they're <clears throat> dumb, dumb, dummies. Yeah. So that's why those first two episodes are like that. But I 100% agree. The past three, I would probably say two episodes are like, they're the better part. So good. Yeah. I yeah. had no clue they were going to go this dark. It was a fucking dark episode. Like when, when people talk about, oh, darkness, you know, like, oh, but the, there's a lot of darkness in MCU. No not this uh, man like, not like this like we've we've had oh uh, tony stark had a rough childhood alluded to we have things yeah. alluded to we've never seen a mom grab a belt and hear her beat a poor child like that would that got me i was like this is actually the darkest they've ever gone in the mcu yeah that it, i was like i felt i had a visceral reaction i think most people probably did of just like wanting to like strangle this woman i've never had that reaction to like a character <laughs> in the mcu like that sure. strong where I was just like, you know, because I mean, I've seen characters like that on screen, but not in the like, th- that's a true villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a that's a fucking villain. That's true evil. Like, even. Yeah. yeah, it was. And I understand, like, oh, she's grieving. But like the way she talked to him in every scene, I was like, I never thought that Disney would go there. Like it was in so many places. I was like, this is this is uh, potentially uh, probably more scarring to kids than a lot of other stuff is you know thanos was yeah. probably less scarring than seeing how this mom talks to her child because yeah. she is talking to a child in every scene like that it's like so legitimately upsetting that you don't even know how to like process that and and we're talking about a show where we've seen people die you know we've seen all this other stuff but like for some reason that was where i was like wow this episode is a lot this is a lot to process it definitely could be potentially me... triggering, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, totally. It, and it took me by surprise as well. Um, there, there was a couple moments like that where it was like, oh, okay, this is like the, this is where that whole conversation of like, oh, yeah, this is the darkest thing we've ever done, blah, blah, blah. When they, um, and it made me think back to the end of Civil War with Black Panther and <coughs> uh, Nemo, 
when he put his uh when he put the gun like he was gonna kill himself they like don't actually put the gun anywhere near his face in this episode oscar isaac sits with the yeah. gun below his chin for like a solid 30 seconds as he's talking to Conchu. uh i'm glad or I'm like, zemo I'm not glad. Nemo, sorry i'm glad Great that they it. had like a moment of adultness and like mcu for what it is it's still disneyified sure like there's still that like it's disney and i'm glad that we had this sort like it if disney's gonna pick up things like daredevil and those shows and literally change disney plus to have like different rating systems because of those shows the fact that they're like all right i mean this is where we're at now tell us a story and we're not gonna have people sit there and be like too dark i like I, the things that they tackled in this were great and i love the fact that that we got that scene for as messed up as it was. We also got the moment of uh, Steven being like, bro, Conchu's a piece of shit. Like, dude didn't give you a choice. He was like, oh, yeah. join me or you're dead, bro. Like, yeah. that is, I was like, that's a very solid point. You've been manipulated by everyone. Like, your entire life is is like a mess, my man. And I love and I love they, that they Steven is the that. one to point that out, right? Because Steven mm -hmm. is typically, can, like, as far as the treatment of the show goes or his treatment of the show goes kind of the sheltered kind of stupid one. And Mark is a, is a smart, the street smart, capable one. Right. And in that scene mm -hmm. we see, well, no, because Steven was created for a very unique purpose. Right. Which was to cope with this like horrible thing. And in that sense, Steven is very useful to Mark because Mark has this big blind spot of not being able to see that, like, this isn't his fault. Right. Like he's so racked with guilt and thinks he, he truly believes he's a piece of shit in his own life to the point that he's talking about ceasing to exist, right? He's like, you know what? I'll let you take over this body. I just don't want Conshu to be near Layla, right? It's like, right. wow, you really don't think you have any redeemable qualities. You really do think like you are just the the lowest order and that everything would be better if this this personality you created, if this identity you created, Mark's, uh, or sorry, Stephen Grant were to take over and Mark Spector never existed, everyone would be happier. And it's actually really sad and depressing. Like having the context we have now, it's not really a, a sacrifice or a bargain. It really is like, I think he doesn't think he he's worth anything. And that's really sad. Yeah. Like I got emotional thinking about that. Can I, I have a question and I just started thinking about this when you, when you brought up the two of them bronze. So in the episode, Mark says to Steve, cause Steven's like, Oh, I was just, Mark, you just created me. I'm not real, right? And Mark's reasoning is, um, I created you to like to, to well, I guess the implication is he was created to deal with the abuse from his mother. But and, and he's like, I you were I was I, I no, was the he opposite. says like I was protecting you. Well, he says like I was protecting you. Like the reason why Steven's so innocent and thinks he's talking to his mom. It is it, but but during the actual scene mark turns into steven and then the mom beats him so wouldn't steven have those memories i don't know i'm just trying to figure it out it felt no, like I, I i think he created steven so that <clears throat> like mark experienced that but he would go to steven to dis disassociate from the act. sure sure mm -hmm. <clears throat> i'll have to watch it again I have to I have to figure out exactly what was going on there because also we are still we are still missing whatever the third coffin was. 
We're still, we're so, now at a point where like, I mean, there's, I mean, I don't Jake, know what's about to happen in this last Jake, episode. Jake was in this episode. Like we saw Jake three times. Pardon? He was in the episode when he goes to kill himself and he's all beaten up. That's a completely different accent when he's talking to, uh, to Harrow. That's Jake. What? Go, go watch what? the episode. He's got a bandaid on what? his nose and he's got a Brooklyn accent. And he brings up oh, the thing to like he's. Oh, go, I'm oh, gonna oh, kill oh, myself. Oh, oh. That's yeah, Jake. Yes, 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 yes. When he's okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. It's Jake. Yes. It's that also, was my uh, assumption as well. I think I I had this thought that like you know maybe when he disassociates, he's got Stephen that is like his childhood innocence personified, and then I assumed he has another personality that takes the beatings. And I think and that's, that's why Jake. when he's in trouble. Yeah. Yep. Right, like, cause think about it. That third personality takes over when he's in trouble, like, like Wait, when he's surrounded, whoa. when things are whoa. bad. Yeah. And he wakes whoa. up covered in blood, holding a scarab. Right. That's so I, I think thought. like that's that third personality. Like when he's in, when his brain goes into fight or flight, like oh, oh, something bad's gonna happen. Like when he has that almost childlike reaction. Yeah. Like you know that recoil. That's when this, this like you Do know, you? um, difficult, this hard person comes out. That's like. Yep. All right. Time for time for business. I agree. You know. Did you just answer my question then? Because again, the scene where the mom comes into the room with the belt, Mark turns into Steven, and Steven literally starts talking. Steven, like, it's me, Steve. Right? Are you saying that Steven disassociates into Jake? Yes. And Jake that's is my the theory. one who takes the beating. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's my theory. Amazing. I I think that sense. like that's a panic response because they neither like neither of them seem to have recollection of this third personality, right? But it yes. always helps them when they're in a jam. I think this third personality is probably like the most battered one because abuse the abuse in in Steven's life is threefold, right? Or in, in, right. in Mark and Steven's life. It's an emotional abuse which which Mark Spector deals with. And then there's the physical abuse. And I think that's what third personality deals with is that physical yes and that's yep. why steven still loves his mom even though mark is like i like mark turned into you and then we saw the mom come after him checks out makes perfect sense and the the bloody version i was like oh that's an interesting yeah that's weird, that's 100 him so he, he and more importantly i'm now convinced my wacky theory that i had that the next episode is going to start like back in the asylum it could and he's gonna, just gonna be there mm -hmm. and it's gonna be jake and it's gonna be a jake episode and like because well, what's mark is gone is like, steven is gone it's gonna be a jake episode what's interesting here too is that we actually got a very important piece of writing from this last episode which is that they all have the meta knowledge there is some i don't know if denial is the right word to use here but there is some denial happening as well right like mm -hmm. Steven is saying, no, 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 my mom's alive. My mom's alive. And then when Harrow threatens to call her, that's when he's like, no, she's dead. He knows. He has that. So before we get into yeah. the reads of like, well, then if, if Steven's dissociating, why wouldn't he know Jake? He probably does. It might be a mutual denial. Notice that they both look at that coffin and they're both like, nope. It, it could be very much like we both are aware. We're both not unpacking that right now. We've chosen to like not talk about that. Like, I mean, so to a certain extent, they all have like this, like meta knowledge of what's happening inside their collective. 
and they're choosing right. what is going to be their reality and what they're going to accept out of that. Because I thought that was really interesting where Steven is like, no, 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 she's alive. I talk to her all the time. I talk to her all the time. And then he's like panicking as Harrow goes to call. Her. No, 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 don't bother don't. her. No, don't bother her. She doesn't like being called. And then he's like, she's dead. Like, yeah. He knows. Right. They don't I, have to um... show her him her dead body for him to know. He is just living in a reality in which, no, she's she's alive. And I talked to her. I just need you to know that, uh, man, shout out to Derek in my chat who just said, denial, not just a river in Egypt. And I want you to know <laughs> that is literally where I'm at right now with this show. Yeah. It is the perfect, like, Moon Knight, denial. <laughs> it's not just a river in Egypt. That is exactly where I'm at. That's good. so good. You know? Yeah. Well, because for all we know, maybe they don't black out when this third personality takes over and murders everyone. Maybe they see it happen. They might not. Maybe they see maybe. all of it and they choose to look the other way. Because this is a survival mechanism. This guy has saved them in a lot of bad situations. They may not like him, but they need him. Yeah. You know? Well, may well maybe maybe they there's clearly some moments where they black out and they're like, uh-oh. But I think they recognize what has happened, maybe. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very. I'm I think very, there's also I, soft take. Like, I think we saw Jake multiple times in the show. There is the moment where they're outside on the the boat, and uh, it's Stephen and Mark who are looking off the side. They had just spoken with uh, Tarawet, and uh, I, I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. And then uh, it goes to what I think everyone. It looks like Mark, but he's like, "Oh, what if we just kill the hippo?" I think that's Jake talking. Like, why the fuck would Mark be like, oh, we'll just kill the hippo? I think that's, I think it, that could easily just be Mark. Because he has is, like a different, he has pragmatic. a soft accent. And then it goes back inside and he's he's a little Brooklyn. Maybe I'm reading into Maybe? it way too much, but it, it was really random. I didn't random. pick up the Brooklyn accent, but the bloody version, I very <coughs> much agree with you that that's, that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's like a hard show, I, I think, of Jake. But he, every once in a while, he'll like, he says random seemingly random things that are just like really over the top and brutal and physical and i often think that that's like jake you know peering through yeah. or, or pushing through the psyche um regardless though i i thought all of that was great i thought it was you know it wasn't like a shocking reveal to see all that stuff but the way that it like led up to all of the moments of like oh him handing the phone and saying his mom's dead that was uh very well done uh the moment where you get to see you know what happened to his brother that was very well done um mm -hmm. they have like the small little sprinklings of of easter eggs throughout mm -hmm. there with the the conchu skeleton bird before they go into the cave which is like why the fuck did that exist that was kind of strange um there's also a lot of weird callbacks to episode one which i'm sure you guys saw floating around the internet uh the fish yep. uh features a the the fish uh bowl or, or container that they keep uh that he keeps the goldfish in in episode one features a boat that looks oddly specific to the boat in this episode uh that's on sand you can see also one of the temples uh in the in the fish container um and then there's the moment where he's speaking to the uh younger girl in the museum and she says something along the lines of like uh egyptian mythology in the afterlife and says like oh well, you know you died or whatever and then he goes well wouldn't i know that i'm dead that was like a really cool easter egg to go back and watch uh they do a pretty good job of making it <clears throat> not so easy to be like oh well this is all real 
or this is all fake or this is all just in his head. Uh, and I love the fact that it's not so clear cut in terms of what is actually real in all of this um, with all the like wild cuts that, that they do through this episode and throughout the whole show. So I really liked episode five. I think it's the best episode of the show so far. And I'd go as far as to say like probably the best episode that we've seen in the MCU Disney plus uh, roster. It was good. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Okay, so before we started, um, I was, uh, I went, boy, I just went down a rabbit hole. Okay, so follow me on an adventure. As you were talking, I was remembering that, because you said back to the first episode, I was remembering that the trailer and that in, in the first episode, it's when he's in that weird town with all the cult people. Yeah. And he like looks up at the ground and his face has his like, Bruh. but there's, Several scenes from trailers before the first episode came out. One where Mark, I'm going to say Jake, is falling like off a cliff. We've never seen that scene. Um, there's another angle of the fight in the cupcake truck. We've never seen that scene. I So I'm thinking some of those things that we, you know, the moments were like when they killed the, the, the kids and that we're chasing him and fighting him on the, the rooftops, right? Like that stuff. I think we're going to see all that because there's clearly footage of that. Yeah. And here's what's crazy. I think they're about to pull a big switcheroo on us because um, I typed in trailer, right? Because I was like, oh, I want to see this trailer. But then I scrolled down and the very first YouTube video besides the like original trailer is for, it's three hours ago and it's for this ep this episode coming up wednesday i yeah. didn't watch it not gonna spoil myself but what i did see and this is what's great the google metadata for this if you go to google and type in moon Knight trailer scroll down the description says three hours ago this wednesday experienced the epic series finale of marvels right but then when you click the video the the, the same text says this wednesday experienced the epic season finale yeah they played a little fast the last three hours they changed it well they they did that with um god damn it what was the other there was a show that was only supposed to be one season and then they changed the finale thing to be like series and instead of or, or to season finale instead of series was it loki that yeah. that loki yeah, yeah. and then they yeah. Said they've Loki's done that a couple of times too two. I, that's what i think i don't know get if, a season two maybe i hope so i mean i, I hope you're right but yeah they've it done literally it said it literally like everyone uh is saying that it it said series finale and they've been saying it's a one it's a standalone series it's a limited and now series, everything yeah. everything has changed to season finale yeah Which, frankly i'm here for it i'm here for it could be i i hope i hope they do more um Cause then I, I, I don't. I hope it leads to Midnight Suns, dog. Well, I don't. Uh, that's I don't know where this show goes, <laughs> right? Like last. I don't episode, care. Don't... I think that's what I love about it. Like I think you don't it's know like, what it, or you don't care what it leads into. I don't. I at this point I'm so invested in in Mark and in Steven. I really don't care how they tie into the MCU, and I think that's a triumph. I really don't care if they're ever in a movie. I I like them. I just like yeah. them. Oscar Isaac effect too like yeah. I just I think his costume's cool I think his writing is cool I think his villain is cool I really hope we don't defeat Harrow this episode because I need to see him again he's <laughs> so good he's such a perfect foil 
you know, like I love him I, as the therapist because he seems like really professional, but also kind of like there's something off about him. But he also gives like doctor vibes. It's really hard to place it, you know, like I think he freaking he killing killed. it. Like the killed. acting in this. Like, yeah, it's all there, there's a he's like, oh, you know, with your with your mustache. Oh, you think you're very, you know, you're trying to be a doctor. And he's like insulting the way he looks. And he goes, calls him hey, a Ned hey. Flanders. Yeah, Ned Flanderized yourself. Yeah, and like his his face, the way he plays everything is just like it's like it is a doctor, but there's an underlayer of sinisterness there that I think a lot of us can relate to in a way because mm-hmm. it's like it's like when it's like when a doctor tries to convince you they know your own body better than you or they trivialize something that you're dealing with, right? Like this is something that most people in their life have probably dealt with at some point in time feeling like your doctor's not working with you they're working against you right like like you're over here like yo i'm really depressed and over here like have you tried drinking water and going for a run and it's like fam really are you being depressed for it you know yeah yeah, the amount of you have to jump through to like to like actually get help and like there is there isn't sinisterness there maybe but it feels sinister when you're going through it right jesse's nodding sure you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. and it almost feels like you're being gaslit and in some levels you know you're like okay they're just trying to check off boxes i just need to check off these boxes and then i'll get help but a lot of times you know you end up going to another care provider before you even finish the cycle with this one and going through those boxes again right so it's 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 crazy it's crazy especially when we look at women's health and how you know uh, horrible women's health is and how difficult it is to get diagnosed for a lot of things because you know anyways and you we kind of experience that in the show where it's it's like it's like in times the hero is trying to help he's trying to be a good guy like, appearing like good guy. yeah but it comes it. off those vibes that we've all been through where it feels like someone is gaslighting you or they're you know they're not trying to help you they're just trying to get you to shut up you know and he does it so perfectly that he nails that kind of sousson of evilness that it's hard to place what his motives are where you're like is he just checking the boxes to be a doctor or is he actually just messing with them yeah he has this like yeah he has this this it's like a friend who is also condescending like everything yes. he's yeah. saying sure. sounds helpful but at the same time being like all right what's reality come on is this rational or not right ra- like that kind of thing where you're just like bro <laughs> cut it out. anyone who's been to therapy knows what that's like people think therapy is relaxing I don't know about y'all fam. Therapy was not relaxing for me. Therapy was like <laughs> what it is with Dr. Harrow, you know? Yeah. Where it, it's like, you know, for me, it was every therapist session with about my inner monologue where it was like, would you ever talk to someone else like this, Jasmine? Well, no, it's like, but, but you talk to yourself like this. Why is that? Because I'm not everyone else. Why don't you treat yourself the way you treat other people, Jasmine? And I would hit a point where it was like Harrow. I'm like, shut up. I hate yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. They're... Same time next week. Also, fuck you. I literally hate you. Right. You know, and they are like, oh, that's not our tools. Let's talk about our tools and They'd how we like, want to I think we had examine. a break yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, why are we feeling this way today? Let's let's examine our 
And my therapist used to do, do this thing where he would take out the small children's chair and he would he would put it in front of me when I was like being mean to myself. And he'd be like, imagine you are sitting in that chair. Now say what you said to me to that person in the chair. And I'd be like, this is fucking stupid. But every single time it worked, where I was like, I can't say that to that. Like, you know, he'd say that. He'd be like, say what you're going to, what you just told me that you think you're, you're not a good person. Right? Say that to like a version of you, a child version of you sitting in that chair. And I couldn't do it. But I, every That's time the, he'd pull out that baby chair, <laughs> I know. Every time he'd pull out that stupid baby chair, I would roll my eyes. I'm like, this is so dumb. It's an empty chair. You're going to make me talk <laughs> to an empty chair. And Harrow does that type of stuff where you're like, I don't know if this is good therapist stuff or if you're just being mean to him. I don't know. Yeah. Because that's y'all. That's how this mental health game is. These people, you don't, you never know if they're just messing with you or if it's working. You never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's the point is like, you get to the point where you're like willing to, to be like, <laughs> I shut up. I am a mess. And they're like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. I think that's the whole point. Checkmate, of like motherfucker. Mental health is they're like, admit that you have a problem. And you're like, I'm a mess. And they're like, it's, check. It's a <laughs> let's call your mom moment. That's all that is. Yeah. Right? Like, it's really what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. really like that let's call your mom moment is 100% a thing. I think a lot of people go through like, all right, let's have it. Let's let, let, get yourself right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious about. The scene when they were uh, on the boat, which, by the way, shout out to Hippo Mom, uh, all the love in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm curious about when she was talking about how the souls are being prejudged. Like, yeah, is like it what's already, happening? Is that actually happening, or is that just kind of fake happening? Allusion to um, Harrow, like Harrow's plan has started to come into play oh for sure but is it like i mean yeah. like are we too late kind of plan yeah or is i don't there, know i don't know there, there's a lot of questions that will be answered probably in terms of like is time passing one-to-one in the real world compared to this or right. is it like what what's happening ultimately is it I a think. chilling vision of things to come yeah. that kind of thing yeah or because in my mind it's like oh he got shot and then this whole thing is in his head. And then the next scene we see him is as he's falling back in the water is when he's like, yeah, that kill me, bitch. If you watch you the, know. um, that, the trade or the, the season finale teaser that you're referencing, Jesse, sure. they, there's actually not that many scenes in that trailer apart from like three to four that are from the new episode. They do a lot of, um, uh, callback shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but you def like, you're going to get the big bad showdown, right? It's going to happen. There's going to be a Harrow versus Moon Knight moment, 100%. Uh, How long is this? Right, it's is 42, this uh, 42 minutes is what I saw in my chat. 42 minutes is the limit. Nah, that's bull pucky. Yeah. So 42 it, minutes? There's not enough time. The only, the only episode that I've enjoyed in terms of a finale so far was in Loki, uh, and I'm hoping that, you know, this is... It isn't a failure for me, but it's uh, it's pretty short. Forty two minutes is not that long. I don't. Yeah, it's short. I think I don't think they're gonna. I don't think we're gonna resolve Harrow. I think it would be a mistake. There's a fight. I will tell you, Bronze. They do a fight. There, there's a big fight. <laughs> there's always a fight because it's MCU, right? 
Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think if they wrap up Harrow in this in this season, that's such a miss for them. Well, I I think you know that's regardless hell. regardless of what happens to Harrow in the real world, it could always exist in Mark's mind as a therapist. Like we could always see therapist Doctor Harrow forever. That would be a okay, wild so twist. Let's get to that therapist thing, right? Because this stuck out in my mind. We've now seen like some kind of version of of this person's this individual's entire life right yeah sure and it says yeah Tavaret says that oh you know the reason that this looks this place looks like this is so that your human mind won't be fractured upon beholding like what what it actually is right so this is just a construct to make you feel comfortable why is the construct an asylum like the temple aspects make sense because Stephen is in love with with I, that like with that right. I think, so I'm curious, like, I why, think he where do they that. conjure? Yeah, didn't he Remember, say that in the Mark, episode? That it's... Mark and Stephen are talking to Tarawa, and it's like, why an asylum? And Mark says, "Because we're insane." Yeah, right. Mark but like that on himself. But like, that's his place of comfort. I don't know if it's a place of comfort. I. Th- think it's just like that's what he thinks he deserves yeah right? like it goes, instead, it goes oh, back that to, tracks, i guess yeah it goes back yeah, like, to mark Tarot thinking says, he like deserves all of this i know yeah. i know mark hates himself which is really sad but like for him to construct an asylum like so i guess maybe it's the idea of an asylum i was like does that mean he spent time in one yeah that i don't know we don't we don't know maybe. what happens when I'm, he leaves I'm home curious i'm almost curious if jake is the one if that third personality is the one that's like gone <clears throat> i i had this i had this thought process where i was like i you mean it gets stuck in the, the sand no like like when they construct that like mind palace right i was like oh i i kind of understand why it's like an asylum crossed with the with a temple now right because right. that's kind of what steven is contributing to this and the other part I'm kind of curious what Jake is contributing there. And I was like thinking maybe Jake is part of what's contributing to this as- asylum. Like, I wonder if Jake has like gone and committed himself after murdering a bunch of people or if he's like sought out therapy. Like, I'm I'm legitimately curious. I, I think Jake like- is just unhinged. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I think of all of the, the, the three archetypes that we've seen or the two archetypes that we've seen, I think Jake is like the, fully out there like the full 100 percent emotional yeah version. that was the dude clearly banging on the coffin the loudest like going yeah, crazy with the let crazy. Me out. i i i would i would think based on the two things that we saw the egyptian themes are steven's happy place and the asylum is where mark thinks they deserve to be sure and so when tarot's like you know welcome to the afterlife it's you know where you want to be it's kind of like your imagination world right now um all that's just the two of them and it's like mark wants to be he thinks he's crazy he deserves to be in the asylum that's where he should be that's his like punishment slash afterlife and steven is like we're in egypt and this is egypt and this is egyptian things and i love that and so that so it's the two of them combined that's kind of like where they're at because it's like a game within a game right yes yeah yeah which is why I feel like poor Mark is the one who's getting fucked with the most. 
And I'm kind of curious how Harrow plays is playing into this. Like, I, I am curious about this. Like, is this just Mark's idea of Harrow that's interrogating him? Is this in some ways him I dissociating? So. I, I, I kind of viewed it as that. I was like, maybe the situation is so stressful. He's removed himself from it. And he's put the villain in his life, Harrow, kind of in this opposition who's like forcing him to answer questions about himself that like nasty introspection none of us want to do yep and it's like kind he's of the antagonist in that position him. yeah because it's like there's so many times when he starts <laughs> saying oh this isn't real this isn't real then he gets pulled into it then he gets pulled out of it again then he gets pulled back into it so i was like i was kind of yeah. curious about that too that like yeah sorry it's just a thought process there was a lot this episode was really good i really like this episode yeah I've, I've seen it twice uh second viewing was definitely a lot better <laughs> that song at the end well the i, I went, dude i original. thought the entire se- ending sequence of like steven going over freezing and then mark has like i don't know two seconds to comprehend what just happened and then it start it like fades over into the reeds in real time and he's filled with this like sense of I I looked like happiness or like uh, melancholy. I I there was a lot of emotional context on his face that I think you could fill a bunch of different words in. And then the music starts, and you're just like, "That was a fucking fantastic way to end that episode." Oh my god, the music for this entire like series has been stellar. I love the song so much. I went and looked it up and oh, looked yeah? at the lyrics. And it's even more heartbreaking if you look at the oh, lyrics. Oh, no. Because, uh, it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, it especially because, like, the way it's spelled uh, mm. is how you would say sat sat in Punjabi or Hindi, which is, like, 7-7. Seven, seven. But really, it's sometimes, sometimes. And the singer, uh, the original singer, she's talking about how sometimes she feels happy and sometimes she feels, like, at peace, but then other times she feels alone and very sad. Mm. And so it's almost like, She's singing about the two different sides of this person, right? Sure. Even like Grant. And, and it made it even more sad to me, like having that context and then hearing that song play and then seeing the end credits. Having that context makes it like even more emotional. So I can only imagine like what native speakers felt like during that last part. I'm really happy like the director put that in for y'all because it gave you like a little bit of just a little bit of more like emotional connection to like know that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Well, even without knowing the words, I still thought the song like was perfect for that moment. Bittersweet. Uh, yeah, it was. It was very. I'm. I'm so curious to know what happens now at the end of the show and like what that, you know, final scene looks like. Is it Moon Knight like running off into the night or some shit, or are they going to do something like we just saw in episode five? Um, I'm. I'm excited to see how they wrap that up. Yeah. The heaven scene was also so cool because it's like his scales were finally balanced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It all happens in like sequence, right? Like Steven dies, it clicks in, and then it just fades over. And there's so much in like a five second sequence or 10 second sequence that you have to think about. But it also, but it also seems like a false, like, how can his scales be balanced when there's clearly an unbalanced because he doesn't know about it person. well no that that's a bad answer yeah i don't that's yeah, that's I, the one question i hope we get an answer to right because it I, part of me thinks that like it's not about what 
and I think this is maybe like delving into Egyptian uh, lore and what they think like the afterlife is. It's not necessarily the gods or the powers that be judging if your heart is balanced. It's if you think your heart is balanced. And if it's that, then because he doesn't know that Jake exists or he's forgotten or he chooses to forget or whatever, that he thinks that like he's finally at peace because this like second identity that he's created, although it's gone and he's sad, it's finally like balanced. So I don't necessarily know like. I took it as it's like. for interpretation, I guess. I took it as like Steven sacrificing himself for Mark made Mark realize that he had value mm. and that that's what balanced the scales. Um, that was that was my thought where I was like him seeing like like Steven do that for him and also them kind of realizing they're the same person allowed him to realize like he's capable of good things, too, because like as they're fighting on that boat, you know, you see Steven kind of more and more be like, well, I'm you. And he kind of like starts whooping ass a little bit, you know, or he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, we're the same person. And I think like watching him fight successfully and save him, I had this thought where like Mark was also like, well, I, Steven's a good person. And if, if Steven is me and I'm Steven, maybe I am not a horrible person either. And like, that was the one thing Steven kind of wanted him to accept. And then like when he died, maybe it was like, okay, I, I, I get it. Like, you you were willing to die for me. Clearly, there's something about me worth saving. Sure. I like that And I felt like that's what, I feel like that's what made it lock into place is like, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not a complete piece of shit, you know? Yeah. I, I like that interpretation because it doesn't get hung up on the idea that it's being weighed against a feather. It's like the person themselves are weighing their own life. Or their own situation <clears throat> rather than, you know, whatever the weight of a feather is, right? Like it, it's, well, it's the, the personal idea of lightness can be different. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not Egyptian, but like, um, we in Punjabi, we say like, whenever you cry, we say like, Dil halka ho gaya, which is like, oh, my heart is lighter. Like when mm. you, when you have like a really big cry, and I still, I still call it that. Like, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, like sometimes you watch a sad movie. And your heart is lighter because you just feel like, like almost like release, if that makes sense. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to like, or like talking to a friend, you might call it like, oh, you're taking the weight off your heart, right? Because you feel like this pressure released or like this like emotional release. I kind of, so maybe I have, maybe I, I am misinterpreting because I, I view it as that, like, you know, like to have a heart as light as a feather means that you've like, you've like, like transcended and, and processed yeah, it. yeah like Moved yeah on. it's not that your heart's perfect it's that you've come to terms like you know you've you've processed up a storm so your heart feels light like a feather you know yeah i think a lot of yeah, people are, not... are like getting hung up on the hearts being the same weight as a feather when i uh, it's a little bit more uh metaphysical i'm not sure how to well it's 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 not uh uh i just wanted to go confirm <laughs> and look this up it's not um like this Symbolic, it's not yeah, sin based word. it's not <laughs> sin based at all like the uh before you even get to that point there's another step where you literally have to go through this whole like 
are you are you like absolved of your sins with this whole other group of things before oh, your heart before you late? get to the the before ship on get, the duop? Like, yeah, apparent. Well, so apparently that you have to go and correctly name all forty-two assessors of Mott and reciting the sins uh, they did not commit in their life and all that stuff, and okay. demonstrate you know all the judges' names and then all this stuff, and then you uh, have your heart weighed in front of Anubis, and then Anubis is like, if your heart balances with this feather, then you are, we report you. Uh, Toth reports you, or Tot reports you to Osiris. And it's like, this guy's a good guy, and then you get to move on. And if you're bad, Amit eats your heart. Like, that's the, that's the rules. So a lot of what we saw in this is, like, the whole, like, they throw you in the sands. That's, like, a kind of a Disneyfication. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or maybe because there is no Amit, you just are put in the sands. It's a pretty liberal but, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. take on all of that. They, they pick and choose what they want, for sure. Yeah. But for the most part, it's, like, you know, we're along the lines of, of the way it is. Clearly, they had to do some god. Uh, gods had to wear multiple hats in this one. Like they were like, "Yeah, all right, this is my job now," which I think is interesting because all the other gods are like trapped away. I think that's pretty fun. And apparently, the only other thing I think is interesting is that uh, apparently there are multiple ways to get into the afterlife, and the boat version is reserved for pharaohs and kings of old. So oh, there you go. Okay. Might be mm. like an avatar thing then. Maybe yeah. that's why his like status was elevated, or or maybe. he died right next to Alexander the Great, right? Yeah, so maybe it was a location thing. Um, I don't know. A, a lot of different Uber uh, was already there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of different takes of that. I I if it's forty two minutes, and I know that there's an, a scene at least where he's fighting Harrow, <laughs> and I know that there's another scene where he's doing something else. How did we get from the field of reeds <laughs> to the culmination of the show where this fight is happening? We got to see some. We got to see some stuff. It, I and we know that there's like, like Anubis is probably not there, right? Like he's probably been in prison. There's no Anubis. Anubis is in prison. Yeah. We see that statue multiple times in multiple scenes. Most here's the thing: most of the fun gods have been in prison. Most of the ones that we all think of as like, ooh, yeah, that's in prison. Only the big three, and then a few of like the perfunctuary gods that are like, we don't really do much. We kind of like, yeah, don't rock the boat gods. They're still around, and then like the big top three gods. Yeah, I don't know, and it it, it would be cool if I'm trying to think if it would be cool if like no time has passed and he just like stands up in that room and that's where that fight happens. But that would be kind of silly because we we saw those souls being judged. So I think time has definitely moved forward. I think he's definitely going to like wake up um, in that pool or something. Yeah. Um, he's definitely, ha- he's got to find Conchu, right? Yeah, like, he has to get Conchu back. Get he Conchu has to back. get the suit. He's got to so... get the suit from Conchu. And I think yeah. by going and finding Conchu, he's going to find a lot of other gods at the same time. Time out. Question. Do you think they're going to pull a switcheroo and the person in the coffin is going to end up being Conchu, and Jake is going to be the like, see you next season. I could see that. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think they have to. Like, they can keep Jake as like an, like an Easter egg the entire time. They don't have to reveal that. Yeah, and that that could be a post credit scene, right? Uh, where yeah. it's like you know, there's Mark, or somehow Stephen comes back. 
um, and they're doing whatever. And then it shows the like transition into Jake, and that's where the credits end. I could totally yeah, see that being be an extra like, credit. It could just be like, uh, uh, I don't know, Blade shows up and is like, hey, Steven Amok, <laughs> you dumb bitches. And they're like, who's that? And he's like, oh, <laughs> Blade's like, oh, you're amazing. And they become best friends. Yeah, I don't, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know, like, what the extra credit scene is. If it's just a Jake scene and that's it, I'm I'm okay with it. But I would think that they try to bring him into the... We've only had, like, two connections to the proper MCU. And so I think there's going to be something that, like, drags him into it or or some sort of, like, line that is that is cast out that, that could pull him in uh, into something like the Midnight Suns or, or Blade or Black Knight or whatever. To confirm, this is post-snap, right? His passport as far as was we know, yes. granted. The passport for Mark was granted during the snap. As far right? as we know. All right. I don't think it's ever been confirmed in the show. They've never mentioned snap or, or post-aliens or anything like that. Um, But I think There's so. got to be someone clearly. You know... I will say this for as much as I like these like last two, three episodes, I agree with Jesse. I didn't like the first two. Mm-hmm. I still think, cause I told y'all I've been rewatching Loki. Right. I still think the reason that I enjoy Loki so much is it's the only Marvel show so far that to me had the pacing of a show and not a movie chopped up. Yeah. I agree with that. Like it felt almost like Dr. Huey in that they <laughs> even have like episodes that feel like this is the love episode. This is the side episode. Like it actually feels like it was structured like a show versus even this feels like a movie that they artificially extended in places. And now they have to like make up for in other places. You know, that was like, right. I think that was my big disconnect with Hawkeye. Like, that was, like, my... I was like, this is a movie. This is not a TV show. This is a movie. Everything about this is giving movie. And I I, I really do feel like it's a different medium. And if yeah. you try to... If you try to turn it into a show, it, to me, just doesn't work. Um, and I felt the same way with Captain America. I liked Captain America more than I liked Hawkeye. But same. once again, I was like, this is giving movie. It's not giving... TV show. So then you have episodes that are just they're not great. But then you have other episodes that are really good. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's like they took different parts of a movie and chopped them up. So each episode doesn't really stand on its own. Whereas I feel like Loki for me, in my opinion, was the only show that like every episode really did stand on its own. Sure. Um, I know some people hate like certain episodes of it. I don't understand those people. I liked the so-called boring episodes. I thought even the boring episodes were just very good. I'm feeling that Moon Knight where after like seeing the last two, like, because I was thinking about when you're saying you watch the titles, like, oh man, I would really like, you know, um, I would really like to watch this again. But then I think about watching episode like the beginning and I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to. <laughs> well, I watched them <laughs> twice in the same week. Maybe I don't want to watch the, the whole week. series again. Yeah, I watched them twice in the same week. So it, it's a different viewing experience than seeing episode one through five and then going back and watching episode, episode one through five, right? 
I'm not right. debating doing that, but that seems like work. But watching this last episode does not seem like work. And rewatching Loki has not felt like work. Yeah. I've not hit a point where I'm like, oh, I have to get through this part. I'm just like, oh, this show is just an enjoyable show. What is that even? And I really do think it's pacing. I, I will never get over the fact that I feel like this show had so much hype going into it. I'm not saying it's not hype now. I'm saying I am not seeing the wave on Twitter after the new episodes dropped that I was seeing with Loki and with WandaVision. Sure. I feel like with this Oh, viewership's one, definitely down. Yeah, it's dropped. And I think it's because the first episode, to me, was a fumble. And it was just the trailer. Like, I remember, like, I was actually watching back our MCU career. I was like, was I tired that day? And then at the very end, I'm like, well, there's just nothing to say because it's just the trailer. And I was like, no, it, it, it's the same, past Bronze, same. There's not a whole lot, you know. And, and it sucks because, like, I mean, I've done D&D campaigns like that where, you know, there's times I feel that way about Battle for Beyond where I'm like, man, if you all stick around for episode three and four, yeah. this is a great series. If but I, I, I oftentimes go back and I wonder, like, was there a way for me to get them harder in those first you two go episodes back- that I failed? You know, if you go back and watch um, pretty much all the Disney plus MCU shows, episode four and episode five are kind of interchangeable for being the quote best slash biggest episode, right? Like that. It's always the climax of the the series. Mm-hmm. Um, D&D over- shows are like that, too. You know, it's just how I it feel is. like sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But, but people, you got to get them in the first in the first episode well, the, sometimes that's hard the difference though is that loki and wanda have years of built they're established in sure fandom they're established people are very excited for them and falcon and winter soldier yes they are established characters but they are characters that have always been side characters and you have to really want to like experience their journey together and you know unfortunately for them they had the whole pandemic changing the entire plot of the show last minute kind of things right there's a lot there's a lot of problems there and so you know and then then there's the hawkeye show which is like i mean who who was like this is what i want so it's it's a totally different experience for that and i think moon knight is the first kind of new thing they're doing and so that moon knight needs a fan base and so it'll take time and i I think think they also like that they, I think they also like kind of reversed it though, like in the sense that WandaVision, the first episodes, first of all, were very short. I think people yes. forget how short under, that freaking series minutes. was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like super short. Um, so people don't feel as invested. They, you know, it's a 15 minutes, it's a freaking trailer, right? Um, but they, I feel like the first couple of episodes of uh, WandaVision, they made weird. For the sake of making weird, and then they went very formulaic. Like, oh, don't forget, this is Marvel. Whereas right. with Moon Knight, I feel like they went very formulaic from the beginning to be like, hey guys, this isn't that weird. And then they got into the really cool, weird off the wall shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like they went the opposite with it. I almost feel like if they had done some of this more asylum stuff in the beginning or, or not even like, just just touchstones like that, you know? I feel like that might have been a stronger hook to start with. But I think they were afraid because Moon Knight is a weird character. He's not, yeah. like, well, even for comic book fans, he's a weird character. Structurally, he's not like, like, structurally, episode five is a very 
not normal. The first five seconds are boys calling out for help in like a dark chasm. And then that's never mentioned for like 10 minutes. And it goes straight from there to an Arthur uh, Harrow scene in like a psych ward. And if you go back from where that ended last episode, <laughs> like, like it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and so I, I think it would be really exciting if they started off the season that way. I just don't know if that works for like, you know, the, the normal MCU viewer, the person that sees this on Disney plus, which is kind of wild for me to think about that. Someone's just casually browsing Disney plus is like, Oh, what's this moon Knight thing? Right. The interesting, but that the totally interesting exists. Thing is That's like, a real person. <laughs> I, I like when you start out weird. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you need to buffer people with your weirdness. I think that's what was so intoxicating about Loki is they just really throw you in the thick of it from episode one. Yeah. And you've got like this miss Mi- miss minutes is the most out of wall insane thing I had seen in the yeah. MCU at that Crazy. point. In that's time. True. She's like, Hey y'all lit- literally episode one. Hey y'all there's the multiverse. These are the timekeeper. Like they are not sitting there waiting until episode five to tell you this. They tell you episode one, everything you know to be true. Like, they show the Infinity Stones as paperweights. Like, in episode one, they're like, everything you know to be true is wrong. It would have been cool to be like, gods are real. This is it. You know, like, just to be that off the wall crazy in episode one. But instead, I feel like they were like, we got to buffer people in. Yeah. Which is kind of, I guess, understood when you see, like, how traumatizing the show can potentially be. Because it is the darkest subject material that has ever been broached in, 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 this, in this universe. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have a, you are a correct truly traumatized they have, character. They should have had some sort of uh, like something in the first episode that alluded to a bigger narrative because the the thinking back to WandaVision, WandaVision was weird to start. And you're like, what is this? And then they had Kitty from that 70s show lose her mind. And then at the end, someone was watching it. And you're like, what the hell did I just watch? And like those yeah. two moments upend everything you just saw and now you're like what and now you're interested in what's going on and i think loki had its like weird bizarre moments where like i gotta see where this goes plus it's loki so it's like Mm -hmm. okay what is gonna happen and you have the backstory of like the tesseract and stuff that checks out the thing they should have done here you're absolutely correct they should have had some illusion to where the bigger narrative was going because the first episode is straight up one giant like hey you're not going to know anything when this ends because <laughs> the entire time you're watching Steven be confused. And then he like, is like, what's going on? Why? What's happening here? And at the end, a guy, a guy in a mirror is like, let me take control, bro. And he's like, okay. And then becomes Moon Knight and beats up a, like Anubis dog. And then the episode ends and you have to wait a week to even like figure out where, like what any of that meant. If you are brand new to Moon Knight, you don't know what the hell you just watched. It is all mystery, but not in like a gotcha, got my hooks in you way. It again, it very much feels like um bronze, you mentioned D D. And one of the craziest things about D D is, is it's very hard. I don't know how you would pull this off to, to do a first 15 minute hook in D. I don't know how you do because like D is designed for like friends sitting around. We're gonna play 40 hours of this campaign along. There's no way to do like a hook to get them. Like you can, I can think of a million hooks, but they all involve like, and then at the end of the first session, something happens, but you have to have an audience sit through an entire first session 
which is mm-hmm. very similar to Moon Knight, which is like you have to be willing to sit here and then be like, oh, that was interesting. I guess I'll see what happens next time. There is no like, gotcha. And it could have been stuff like that. It could have been the screaming voices or it could have been, it could have started in the institute. It could have started in the white walled, like, oh, damn, is any, if we would have had, is any of this real from moment one, that would have been a different story. I agree. We would have had like, maybe he was still in the asylum and maybe that's what's been real the entire time. The asylum doesn't show up till episode four. So we're all immediately thinking that's not real. Yeah. This isn't real. We we are mainly thinking that. But as the episode goes on in four and five, I'm thinking like, oh, shit, this actually could be real. <laughs> right? So it works in kind of the inverse way for me. But I feel like we are we are we are predisposed to be like, no, Arrow's a villain. Yeah. This is bad. And sure. it's like if yeah. there was some sort of scene where at the beginning that instead happened, of Arrow's and then it, the glass, you forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. We had some sort of scene where it was like. Instead of Harrow's feet in the glass, we had a scene where it was Harrow in the white room, like, preparing notes yeah. on... It would have made it... Yeah, yeah you're Stephen right. or Mark. That would have been like, and, and saying like, Oh, I think you guys are coming at this from the view of people who've seen the comics. I don't think that's that at all. I think y'all are misinterpreting. I think this is coming at this from, God, I wish more people were watching this show. How could they have yeah. possibly been hooked? I, I think you guys are misinterpreting this as, like, an unfair criticism. It's not. It's the opposite. Open your third eye. Open open your third eye this is like like what broken fans that are just like why aren't more people talking about this show why aren't more people watching the show let's look at like the first two episodes and try to figure out why they didn't stick around because this is one of i think between all three of us is probably one of our favorite episodes of anything mcu related yeah great so it's heartbreaking when you're when you're like you know you love this thing and you're like why why aren't other people talking about this? You know, like, well, why I mean, is here's, this? here's the thing. No, people were talking. I think like, that's what this is. People definitely were talking about it. If you go and look, if you judge anything by number of Reddit comments on the main Reddit uh, mm-hmm. for the conversation thread, this was like super high and comparative to almost every other thing that MCU's done. Uh, so it was, it's fine in that regard. Uh, if you're using that yeah. as a metric. Um, I feel like there's, there's a, there's a, like, I think my metric people is just like, like having so many vibe. people. Yeah, yeah. Like, like every time there's a show that I automatically love, it's always a show that quickly it starts out very, very popular. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, this show's wild," and then very quickly, dramatically falls off because it's like suddenly you have to sit there and watch. Like, oh, I don't know what happened that entire episode, and I won't know what that was about for three episodes. And now I have to sit here and like be challenged in what I'm watching. It's tough. It's tough for people to do. I mean, every time I fall in love with a show, I'm like, "Have you seen all of it?" And they're like, "No, I stopped watching in season two. And I'm like, "Why? Oh, well, that, you're missing the best part." Yeah. That's like the pop off effect, right? Like, there's only gonna yeah. there, there's the high point, and then there's the did people stick with that afterwards because you know the pop off effect started to die down. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know Moon Knight's pop off pop off effect was like episode four or episode five so i don't know if people stuck around for that um but like i said i i we don't know the numbers around that i think they did come out and say that like the opening the premiere was down which makes sense it's not a hero that people know it's not you know it's not a big name from the movies that that has hooked people in um but i guarantee you if he pops up in some movie people be like who's moon knight character oh he's got a disney plus show let's go back and watch that right like that's probably the route they'll go um 
I just don't know what that hook is. I don't know where this character, like, if it, if you see Moon Knight pop up in, like, a Doctor Strange thing, that's a wild thing. For five seconds of a conversation between those two characters, it's like, like, what the fuck does that I even look like? I still feel like this show is a feat, and it did it so quietly. If that <coughs> makes sense. In in the sense that, like, so, like, diversity has be, been, like, boiled down to, like, a, a marketing or publishing point, you know? Mm-hmm. And and you have movies that are so, like, la la la, we're so diverse, we're so diverse, that we're so diverse. And, like, it's really just reskinned white characters, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, In this, it's, like, no, they actually made a show that has, like, like, you know, with with a director that has the the cultural context and and know how to make something that actually brought in people from other cultures from musicians to like to to every aspect of the freaking show right yeah. and like they didn't sit here and say oh this is one of our most diverse things yet so i think like moon knight is important from that point of view as well because there are people out there that are watching the show that probably never thought that these songs that they enjoy or that this music that they enjoy or that this language that they speak would ever be in the film in this context right because when we look back at Iron Man 1, uh, you know, Hindi, that's the language I speak, was the generic language of the terrorists. And it was very confusing to me. Right. I was like, are these uh, weird? Okay. You know, like, so to go from that, to go from Iron Man 1, where uh, the the Middle Eastern people, the brownies are the baddies, yeah. to go to this, that is huge. And the fact that they didn't sit here and virtue signal it, they just quietly made this dope ass show with these dope ass visuals and this dope ass music and it's full of brown people. It's very fucking cool. And I think that's why I want to see it do well, you know, cause Miss Marvel, I hope it has this masala, but it, it so far doesn't feel like it does to me personally speaking as someone from the culture it's portraying. It feels like it is like, Hey, look at us. We're diverse. Look at us versus this. I feel like they just came out and they just quietly did it. Yeah. And I've fallen in love. You know, I, I will say so beautiful. I will say for as well as they're doing it, this last episode did have the rule of three that Marvel always does. And it's so annoying to me. And it's my only nitpick is they were just like at three points, just to, they always do this at three points to get it across. They were like, mention Mark is Jewish show. Mark is Jewish. And then at one point have him like, throw it was i was just like ah the old marvel the old like disney rule of three just to like hammer it home and they always do it and it's very funny to me like it doesn't matter at all it's just a very it's a thing they always do and i'm like did it again marvel and disney they always are just like haha remember there's a rule to this because there was a lot of uh upset upon like like the casting and stuff with some people saying well, it should be a Jewish actor. Like there, there was like conversation about that, right. which to me right. was very weird because like, you know, having spent half my life in India, uh, you play different religions all the time. Like in, in Bollywood, this is not a conversation. America is very weird to me. In Bollywood, you have Muslims pay Sikh people. You have Sikh people play Hindu people. Like, you know, there's a movie that's very famous called Dear Zara in which a Hindu woman plays a Muslim a uh, woman and a, a a Hindu man, or sorry, a Muslim man plays a Hindu man in that film. So, like the idea of like, oh, uh, trying to cast an actor from the faith—that's I'm sorry, 
from my part of the world, that's very weird because we just play sure. everything all the time. Um, so I don't understand the American perspective on that. Just full disclosure. But there was like conversation about like, are they even going to go into this? Like, is he going to be Jewish? I feel like they they couldn't do that scene without touching on it because like to show that kids sure. passing, they had to show them sitting Shiva. Right. So like they show that. But then they also show you why it hasn't come up again, which is that it kind of shows like Mark's disconnect from his religion at that point. Right. Like they kind of shows him like being like, oh, this is this is not because I've cut ties with my family. I've lost that part of my culture as well. And that's something that a lot of people deal with. Like there's a lot of people who are deeply religious or that are deeply, in, you know, rooted with their culture. But then like the second they stop talking to their parents, they lose that connection and they feel kind of alienated by it. So I actually really liked how Marvel handled that because I'm sure there's probably people watching us right now that have had that experience. Like, oh, yeah, I used to go to I used to go to church all the time where I was really involved, you know, in, in, in my religion. And then they stopped talking to their parents either because like they're queer or they have another falling out and then they like lose that and they don't have mm-hmm. like that connection to it anymore. And so to me, I was like, okay, so this explains why it hasn't come up until now. Like, why has this never, you know, and it's like, oh, it's because maybe Mark feels disconnected at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I was like a really long tangent. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 uh, still digesting everything i think that's what <laughs> me some of which are probably controversial like bronze thinks everyone should play every religion i don't know i'm indian <laughs> We're, we do it we do it i think okay? i think you're absolutely correct I, uh, I i think being able to see the background of a character and being able to do it well is good uh yeah so like no qualms here i uh I'm I'm glad we got to see like I don't know here's the thing like I don't know what with Mark as a character I don't know what we get to see like I want to say I'm glad we got to see some of real Mark you know what I mean but I don't know what's like you know what I'm like I don't know you don't know what's real. real yeah yeah so you know I don't know what the the reality of things are like the relationship with his father Right, like uh, there's a lot more that I would love to for them to deep dive in, but also, how we have an unreliable narrator, so like I don't know how we yeah. how we handle a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it all gets uh, wrapped up this week, and and come back and talk about it. I saw this, by the way. I wanted to share this real quick before we uh, before we wrap. Let me take down the spoiler tags real quick. Uh, someone we were talking about like disney plus shows and pacing and whatnot someone made this on the marvel subreddit which is captain america and the howling commandos the disney plus series and then they broke it down into the episodes of what it would look like <laughs> it's so true it's so yeah. true yep. how it would work out granted it's 10 and not six but like that's exactly what this would be uh everything is just named like operation and then victory we've we've been saying that for a while they're doing the old thing where they're like all right let's make a movie and cut it into six yeah and that's and it allows them to take more time and like have moments which is fine but it also leads to things that you can see their pacing issues and i look 
I love the, the entire, like, I love what we've gotten so far with, with Moon Knight, but there are pacing issues. There are some moments where it's too I'm, fast, and there's some yeah. moments where it's too slow, and it's because they're just like, we made a movie, and then we're just playing in the margins now. Here's, uh, I saw this uh, this conversation, obviously, is one that we've been saying for a long time, and I think the, the greater MCU uh, fan base has been saying for a while, but I feel like with Moon Knight, it's really picked up steam. I saw a lot of it trending. They got to do nine episodes for these Disney Plus yeah. shows. Like, get the fuck away from six. I understand it's mark or it, it's budget stuff, and like, you know, these shows aren't cheap, and and all the excuses. But like, get the fuck away from six episodes. It's so it feels every finale has been worse than episode five for all of these shows thus far, and it's because it always feels rushed. Yeah. Um, and I I guarantee you we're gonna be back here. Uh, later this week, talking about episode six, we'd be like, "Man, they really rushed the shit out of that arc, didn't they?" And that's it, it's going to happen. They they have to resolve. Like, look at where we're going. This this is the same thing where we talk about uh, Doctor Strange and all the different things <clears throat> that have to happen in that movie. Yeah, look at what has to like in order to do a solid season finale. We have to address the the mentioned third person that we have not actively been told this is who this is on screen yeah i mean like we have to at some point see them we have to right? see what's or in the like, third coffin is a, i think maybe yes, a better they, way they to can't show that. the third coffin and not yeah exactly yeah we have to get out of the psych ward we have to figure out how to reunite our steven and mark we have to save the world from harrow we have to like get Konshu back there is so much that need, and we have to find Layla again. There's so much that needs to happen in this last episode, and you're telling me there's only 42 minutes. It's going to be rushed. That's what no matter what, said, it's going to yeah. be rushed. Let me, I'll verify. How long is episode six of Moon? 42 Knight? minutes. It's too short. For uh, between 42 and 45 minutes, according to MCU insider Amit uh, Chadhari. So there you go. It's just it doesn't seem like there's not enough time to tell it all properly. And yeah. I, I think you're totally right. Six episodes is in doing start, a disservice start doing to nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get more people subscribed for longer instead of a, yeah. I guess a month and a half. You'd get two and a half months ish. Maybe <laughs> yeah, it's a money thing be... actually. Now that I think about it, because six six weeks of a show is at least two months subscribed, and if you do nine weeks. That would be two months of subscription plus a third month if you want to see the finale. I guess is how that would work out. And so maybe people would be less likely to subscribe for a third month for the amount of, yeah, I don't know. There's probably a marketing breakdown like internally for Disney on why they do six, I bet. A marketing and like production cost breakdown. Anyways, Jesse, what are you looking up? Um, I'm trying to. So, um, the the uh, uh um total run times. I'm trying just to see what the runtime because everything oh, is, of all the episodes added up. Yeah, all the episodes added together. Uh how long are they and i'm i'm trying to figure it out so wandavision is nine episodes but it is a total of five hours and 50 minutes 
Yeah. Loki. Those, yeah. Is how many episodes was Loki? Six. Loki is about six hours. They're all about six hours. Right. So the long ones, because the reason why I looked this up is because Bronze earlier, maybe it was you, someone earlier mentioned when we were talking about WandaVision that the first episodes, we got two episodes right out the gate with WandaVision. It was nine total, but those first episodes were very short. They mm -hmm. were like under mm -hmm. 30. So even though we got more episodes in the end, we didn't really get more content. Right. So it's maybe that's what they're doing. And they're like, oh, well, there's, you know, we gave you an hour episode of this one. Or we gave you 42 minutes of this. And so maybe in the end, it all checks out. Could but be. no matter what, it feels like we're rushing. And, and that's, and I don't know why, but yeah, Loki felt really solidly paced. WandaVision felt solidly paced. And since that point, everything's felt rushed. Ever, since then, everything's felt rushed. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Well, we'll see. What, what's the next TV show after this? Is it Miss Marvel this fall? I think, I think so. so. Okay. Was that, wait, is that this summer or this fall? Is that during mm. Thor? Miss Marvel is June 8th, 2022. And Obi-Wan is, is Obi-Wan's this May, May. like in this next couple of weeks, right? Obi-Wan Kenobi is... May 27th. Whoa, these are together? That's interesting. So they're happening at they've the same time? They've never done that before. Yeah, they've wow, never released two at the same time. Disney Plus subs are going to eat that month. Damn, a lot yeah. of good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, it'll be a fun week regardless. We got the final episode of Moon Knight coming out Wednesday. We got Doctor Strange on Friday. We're going to try and record an episode because I am out next week. I got to go to New York uh, Sunday through Tuesday. Uh, of course, this show falls on Monday. We're going to try to record something Saturday evening. It'll go live on YouTube at the normal airtime of this show um, Monday. There will not be a live stream unless uh, Barry or someone wants to uh, tackle that. We'll see if we can figure that happening. Uh, figure out that happening. We'll let you know on Twitter. But we will still record. There will be an episode next week. Uh, we're going to try our hardest. I'm going to see if these guys will... Go and see the movie before Saturday. I think Jesse said he was in, so we gotta we gotta convince Bronze now off stream. I've seen it Thursday I'll do night. it. I'll do okay. it. I'll do so it. So we'll record yeah. around Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern or 10 p.m. my time, 11 p.m. Eastern. That's around eight Pacific for you guys. You guys being Jesse and and Bronze. Right. Um, I will be fresh from the movie. I'm seeing it uh, like six. I or just seven. hope it's good, man. I'm getting anxiety. This yeah, is like the movie I've been looking forward to. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I never look forward to movies. Okay, I, I'm always like, I'm gonna assume the worst, and then I go in to an experience like Spider Man. And I love it. I, I love it because be I went in with no expectations, you know, and it's just pure joy. This is the only one where I'm like <laughs> that nerd that's like, I've been waiting for this. I'm usually I'm never one of you fuckers, but this time I'm like, fuck, I'm one of those losers now. Uh, now we all know how much you love good, I'm Dr. gonna be sad, you know. Well, hey, we'll get I do uh, we'll get first impressions tonight at the red carpet. Make sure to tune in. I don't want to know other people's impressions. Oh, I'll be tweeting them. In. I'll I'll DM them to you. When those, uh, hey, can uh, I give you a spoiler of what those impressions are gonna be? Just, What's that? Uh even if the movie is the trashiest man. trash that ever trashed, <laughs> the impressions are gonna be like, you know. It's not for everyone, but I liked it. No matter what, get it's ready true. for they everyone's impressions sammy. online. Are going to be like, 
I yeah. thought it was a great movie, but it's not for everyone. I think that's yeah. why like Eternals didn't really break my heart. Because part of me was very excited to have the first Dissy like MCU character pop yeah. up. I was like, oh man, work, girl. And then I I but I didn't have expectations. Then I watched it and I was like, you know, this movie was mid, but Kumail was great. You know what? I want to be able to <laughs> do that. See, like I like being able to do that. Did you see the filming of uh Guardian's holiday special that took place in LA this past week? When mm-hmm. someone someone had a cell phone and recorded Drax and Mantis walking along a Christmas up uh street and on the street there are movie posters of the next Kango movie. And that's what Drax and Mantis are there to see. They're going that's to the cute. premiere of the Here's Kango the thing. movie. I will watch a Kango movie. Like, unironically. Like, how does that... Like, how do we get there? How do they know each other? I'm so curious to know, like, where it, that it intersection... It might be an Easter egg. Because <laughs> maybe everyone was like, who doesn't like these movies? Who maybe. doesn't want to go see yeah. mail in a movie? Yeah, I was... I was very, I was excited to see that regardless. Because uh, maybe maybe that's like, uh, maybe that's a Guardians thing. Maybe no. we start to see some Eternals in the Guardians world. Maybe my fanboyism will make me like this movie no matter what. That's how I'm feeling about Moon Knight a little bit. I Could came be. into this and I said, listen, Oscar Isaac is a cutie pie. <laughs> if you know, you know. Oscar Isaac is a... If you know, you know. If you Oscar know, you Isaac- know cutie pie okay like i've let y'all have your chris evans and your what have yous they do nothing for me oscar isaac though he is this he's he's such a cutie pie and i love him so much you know so i came into this like oh goodness i don't know if i'll be able to uh objectively look at this film because the show because he's so cute like your Chris's, your eighteen hundred Chris's, they do nothing for me. Chat, I'm sorry, I can't even tell them apart. Bosker Isaac Senpai, he's so cute. Ha <laughs> ha. I need you to know that you saying this very attractive man who is incredibly talented and an international superstar. Like, if you know, you know he's pretty. He's, Listen, he's pretty like, some people if, have really aware, bad taste. If you know, I'm sorry. Listen, Jesse, some people have really bad taste. Okay. They they don't have the goodest taste. They have the bad taste. They have broken taste bud syndrome. But That's Oscar cute. Isaac is objectively the most handsome man in the MCU. I'm sorry. I have you like seen uh, Ex Machina? Have you seen the movie? Oh, no. I need to watch it. It's on my watch list. What? It's on my watch list. How do you yeah. call yourself an Oscar Isaac fan and you haven't seen? It both. That movie. I, can I just tell you the first time I saw that movie? Was I didn't even know it existed until like last year. Well, there's nothing I was wrong about seeing child when I watched that movie. Oh, okay. that's a little know. bit much. That's like, a little it bit was much a mistake. For a the whole thing was a mistake. I was like, yeah. I, you know what? I like a good robot movie. That's what? like the first time nope. I uh, decided to watch Sully was on an airplane. That was uh, also a mistake. Ron's just likes him because he looks Indian. He doesn't look Indian. What? Not at all. That's a weird and statement. Some of y'all got brain rock. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all really have brain. I like him because he's fucking hot. See, this <laughs> yeah, is what I said. Attractive... You know, you know? He's an attractive people, man. Yeah. These people are on copium, Jesse. You're like, what? He's a very widely handsome man. And then you get takes like this. Come on, man. There's you people know that don't you know, think look, he's attractive. I, uh... Their eyes are broken. If 
You well, know, you know, though. You know what? I think fellow cultured all... people of the chat. If you know, you know. They're all handsome. Oscar they're Isaac. all, all of them. There's not a. I'm waiting for the Marvel hero who's like, my name is John Smithman. I used to work at uh, the shipping <laughs> hey, department of Walmart. Here's he's Oscar like Isaac overweight from and Ex like... Machina, by the way. Shaved yeah. head plays. Oh, wow. You get a lot he's, of shirtless a... Oscar Isaac as well. Oh, yeah, wow. there's a whole dance scene that there's takes place. There's a dance place. scene, and let me tell you, he oh, can dance. Yeah. He's a dancer. He does a little, like, oh, dance wow. move. Oh. Very good. Yeah, you'll love it. Bronze, yeah. you'll love the movie. No spoilers. I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> Instead of watching Multiverse of Madness, I'm going to watch <laughs> X Machina. It's good. Yeah, no comment. <clears throat> it's a good uh, good film. Yeah, Everyone's hot, actually, in that movie, now that I think about it. Even, like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're all they're all hot. What the hell? Ex Machina made me want robots and fear them at the same time. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never had a movie where I was like, I would bang every one of those robots. But also, yep. I'm terrified of robots now. You should be. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Real, real terrified. <laughs> All right. Let's do some really shout good. outs. Good movie. Call it a show. Bronze. What do you got going on? Do some shout outs for us. Um, hi, hello, I'm that bronze girl, and I like Oscar Isaac and Killian Murphy, and if you don't, I don't care, because I've type, heard you people you? thirst over mid-women my entire life, so let me have this. Um, I stream five days a week on Twitch, and uh, yeah, I do D&D stuff and variety stuff, and I think this week I'm going to try to finally beat Elden Ring, because I started it and never beat it, or Total War, Warhammer 3, one of those two, who knows? Yeah, I am living my best life instrumental. Shout outs to you. The Cox man. <laughs> Do some Cox stuff. Yo, hey, hi. If we're talking about people we love in movies that are attractive. In yeah, Marvel, list them. All of them. Every single one. They can get it. Every one of y'all. Every one of y'all can get it. Uh, I, I don't play favorites. Um, But, hey. I hope you all are ready because we've got a ton of stuff to watch this week and uh, Wednesday and then Thursday. It's going to be crazy. And again, reminder, we're doing a show. It's going to be live JP. Mm, maybe. I guess well, we could just stream up. it live set or we could just wait. Should we stream yeah. it live? I don't know. Well, the thing I, is like, this chat's going to be like, yeah, you should do it. Stream it live. I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird hours. Chat, I can't, like, look. All Marvel people can get it. Gemma Chan, it's worrisome because she definitely looks like an ex, and I, it's uncomfortable for me. But everyone else Humble. can subtle get flex. it. Subtle flex. Very, That's not subtle. subtle. Not subtle. Yeah. Not subtle. Extremely you know, not I have subtle. The same, yeah, no, I, I have the same issue, you know. Not like, subtle. I, I, I would find Pedro Pascal attractive, but... I've just dated so many incredibly hot melanated I men. Find Pedro Pascal. Like, voices. here's the thing. He's he's great. I want to like. I, I want to get it, you know. Very high with Pedro Pascal. Have you heard about his? Uh, out there. Have you seen the interview? He's seen out there. Insanely chill. Actually, he's seems insanely yeah. chill. Yeah. I'm a pretty get, like, big fanboy of Pedro. Did you see the interview where he came out of the movie? Oh, we're, and yes. he talked to a fan, and then the fan he like was talked. The fan said he seemed off or something like that. And Pedro was asked about it in another interview later. And he came out. He goes, oh, no, I was just really fucking high. And yeah. so I was I was like completely stoned out of my mind. And this girl like gave me anxiety. <laughs> I him him. 
I think there's the interview where I think someone asks between him and Oscar Isaac, who's the better daddy. Yes. He's oh, like, I saw oh, that too on TikTok. Oh, yeah, I'm the was. daddy. And I was like, yeah, he kept saying, him, Pedro. He, he kept saying him, Pedro. I'm your daddy in that interview. And I was like, this is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird man. I, I'm convinced that dude is just like having super the, chill. He is high. He seemed really I want to be yeah, on that train with him. He Here's seems the like he's like vibing, you know? Every, every time I see him, he seems like he's oh, yeah. chilling. Entire time I was watching Massive Weight and he was on screen, I kept thinking, like, that's fucking Joel. Oh, that's Joel. Yes. He's yes. going to kill him. Like, that's. He's going to fucking kill him. That's going to be you. like a very. I'm going to see this man be very, very intense in like a year or two. But here's no, the thing. he's going like, to do it. He's going to be. It's he's wild. Be I, know, intense. I know this sounds crazy, but if you watch Unbearable Talent, Massive Weight, that whole thing. Yeah. Nick Cage is Nick Cage and hilarious, but Pedro Pascal's character has like an arc yeah. and like serious moments. And like there is look, even though it's played for comedy, the moment where Nick Cage is standing at the door that's like a glass mirror door, <laughs> yeah. and Pedro Pascal's like, Do you want to see what's inside? You're not gonna think you're gonna think less of me if I show you. And he's like, You've got to show me. And he's like, I'm not okay. That moment is so well acted. <laughs> And played for comedy, it is incredible. And Pedro Pascal is like killing it yeah. the entire movie, <laughs> killing it. The scene where they're trying to get over the wall is one of the funniest fucking scenes I've seen <laughs> in a movie in years. That's pretty in good. Years, it's like leave me. He's like, always remember, it's shit is so funny. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. That man is. <coughs> it is. A, a, it is good. A gem. I think bronze. You can actually watch it on. Uh... I think you can buy it on Vudu for twenty bucks and watch it from home. I'm not hundred percent certain, but you might be able to. So, anyways, we gotta get out of here. We gotta call it a MCU crew. Wednesday, we got Moon Knight finale. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we got the old Doc Strange. We hope it's good. We'll come back with our thoughts Saturday. Maybe it'll be streamed live. Maybe it'll be saved for the VOD for Monday. We'll see. I'll let you guys what know. Devs? We'll figure it out. We're out of here. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you on the next episode. Of the old MCU crew. We're out of here. Bye-bye.